It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I am a franchise advisor and coach, and I match people with franchise opportunities based on skills, personality, goals, kind of like the e-harmony of business is what I like to call it. I help people figure out if franchising is the right career move for them or not. It's definitely not for everyone. So you got to really know what you're looking at. So I offer a free service that actually helps people get educated and understand the world of franchising and, and whether it's a fit or not. I'm really excited to have a great franchise guest with me today. Um, Ann Huntington, who is the president and also a board member with Huntington Learning Centers out of New Jersey is with us to talk about innovation, talk about how they survived during COVID, talk a little bit about how children's tutoring um, is really recession resilient and, and of course, Amazon resistant. Um, we love that part of it too. So, Ann, I want to welcome you to the Franchise Academy. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm really thrilled to be here today. Thank you so much. This is really great to have you. And I had your mom on uh, with you, I don't know how long ago that was, a year or two ago. Yes. Um, and that was, that was pre-COVID. Now we're kind of like, I don't know if it's post-COVID or mid-COVID right now. But Well, if we're in COVID, then post-COVID, we can have my dad on as well. <laughs> whole family. The whole family. It's, it's a brilliant thing. So what year did you guys, did your parents actually get started with Huntington? 1977. So 43 years ago. Wow. Wow. So there's not, you know, other than like the McDonald's and the KFC, there aren't too many franchises out there that have that kind of longevity. It's true. We, we, we get great results. And since day one, June of 1977, we've been focusing on our mission, which is to give every student the best education possible. And that's what we've been doing for 43 years. Just absolutely love that. And, and it's so important. And, you know, I mean, myself as a child, I went through a lot of tutoring. I had ADD, but they didn't diagnose it back then. Now we're just rambunctious kids that got slapped around by the by the uh, nuns because I went to Catholic school. So, um, so I'm very familiar. It was very helpful, actually. And, and so it's serious. Um, and people really, you know, so a lot of children really need help. And then other children really need to get great SAT scores so they can get into a college. So you guys handle all of that, right? Is it all the grades? Excellent question. Yes, we do. So what we do is uh, we tutor students in kindergarten through grade 12. And we have really three revenue lines. One is our learning center, which is basic skills. So think phonics when you're in kindergarten and you're learning how to read, reading comprehension, math, spelling, writing, all, all of those specific type of skills. Then we have a test prep revenue line and that's namely SAT, ACT. It's also state tests. So in New York regions, if you think about that, also specific tests like the ASFAB going into into the military. And then we also have subject tutoring. So think algebra, biology, chemistry. And one of the reasons why we get great results is we understand that every student learns differently. So we start with a comprehensive academic evaluation. 
which pinpoints exactly where the student is functioning. And then we build a customized learning plan to help the student reach his or her potential. Yeah, quite, quite in depth. So it's not just slapping a couple of math problems in front of the kid and saying, you know, go to, go to school. No. Um, so I want to address the elephant in the room, which is the pandemic. How has it affected you guys? Well, it has affected all of us, and it's really good that we are here today and, and we're both healthy and, and we're having this conversation. As everyone has been saying since March, we are in unprecedented times. And as a franchisor, uh, it was really important that we were as proactive as possible as soon as possible in March. And as you know, and for the audience, uh, we've been doing this for 43 years. Uh, we're brick and mortar. So we had to troubleshoot. How do we turn this legacy company and how do we turn it online in a matter of days? And I'm so grateful and we are in the holiday season of Thanksgiving. So grateful and thankful for the tremendous effort, innovation and teamwork and collaboration that we had, especially in March when we had to turn this company online and we did it. And we were able to help our franchisees, small business owners across this country, make sure that if their doors were actually closed due to government mandates, uh, that they could still help their students uh, get the best education possible online. And so uh, the, the pandemic has really disrupted all areas of life. And uh, I'm very, very fortunate that we were able to pivot so quickly uh, so, as I said, in a matter of days, we launched an online platform, which we call Huntington Helps Live, and it's our tutoring and test prep programs. It's all individualized. And then we've also launched uh, something called Huntington Study Hall. So we realized that, okay, the pandemic is going to continue in the fall, which it has. How do we help families navigate for students who may be having remote learning, virtual learning, their classroom at home? when the parent's wearing all these different hats and can't help the student with his or her homework, we've created this study hall so a student can come to our center or be online and attend their virtual school proctored by a Huntington Learning Center certified teacher. We took it a step further. We created a new product called Huntington Performance Coach to really help students stay on track from an organizational perspective. And we just keep innovating and providing new opportunities for families and new revenue lines for our franchisees. So the pandemic, yes, it's disruptive, but it's also enabled us to become, as I say to the team, a 43-year-old startup, because every day we just keep on inventing and, and, and making uh, new, new initiatives come to life. So you, you mentioned collaboration, and did you lean on your franchisees for ideas from their remote uh, units across the country? Yes, yeah, so as, as a system, we are a really strong system. And uh, we realized early on because we have a great concentration of centers on the West Coast. So they were affected before other areas of the country. And um, I and other team members were having sometimes multiple times a day conversations with franchisees from out there to make sure that as we were systematizing different initiatives, we were doing it in the right way. In addition to that, we started having 
at least once a week, a franchise advisor advisory council call. Sometimes we would have it two, three, four times a week. We would have at least once a week uh, an advertising fund board call. And then I started in the beginning of March sending daily emails to the entire system so that the system understood what was going on. Uh, and then uh, around June, I said, okay, maybe maybe now it can go to our VP of Ops and she can send uh, weekly focus emails. So then we started that. Every week we had Zoom calls, system-wide Zoom calls, discussing what was going on. And we just kept on making sure that we communicated and over-communicated to our system to ensure we did the right thing. Sometimes we got it wrong. Sometimes uh, we made decisions that we realized weren't right. And then we talked and, and we collaborated and we made sure we got it right for the system. Well, I think communication is the key in this whole entire thing, no matter what it is, whether it's a business, whether it's the government, it's just, let me know what's going on because everything is so up in the air 24 hours a day. So I give you a lot of credit for doing daily emails. That's not easy. <laughs> That's No. Um, I, I was working 24-7 in the beginning, and I would sit down and write that email and think, okay, what, what, do, what do we need to discuss today? Uh, but it, I think it was really important. Uh, yeah. People needed to, needed to hear from me and other team members. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think, you know, one thing that the pandemic did was it separated the real leaders from the fake leaders, if you will. Um, and so there's some who rose to the occasion and a lot of people I talk to just talk about that whole communication thing. So that's, that's great. Um, are there any lessons learned like that come to mind that would be worthy sharing um, for any business owners that are listening? Absolutely, Tom. I think the first is to base decisions on fact, not fiction or fear, especially when we are in times of complete uncertainty and it doesn't matter how many degrees an individual has or what their experience is, there's no playbook for this pandemic, which means that we have to push pause, think about it, and as leaders and as systems and as small business owners in terms of the franchisees, what are we basing that decision on? Is it fact or fear? So that's a tremendous lesson learned. And sometimes facts can change. And then you have to step back and say, okay, at this time, this was the reality and now it's changed and this is what we have to do going forward. So that I think is really critical. It then obviously ties into communication because you have to, you have to communicate the fact versus the fear or the fiction. But the key really is to base decisions on fact, which is extremely hard when we didn't know and we still don't fully know everything and there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of unknown, and that's that human fear. And depending on what news channel you're listening to, you know, your reality could be a certain way. So it's really important to ground ourselves and base it on fact and go back to the mission. What's our mission? Why are we doing what we're doing? And that's to help students. How do we make that happen? Right. Going back to basics all the time, it always works go back to what you know works. Um, and, and the whole idea, that whole idea of based on facts and, and don't make decisions based on fear, 
is really brilliant and a sage advice for anyone who's listening. I think that is really important, even in personal decisions. You know, you got to really think about, am I doing this because I'm scared of the unknown? You know, so there's, there's a lot to think about in, in that realm. Yes. So I think you're doing a fabulous job. Um, Thank you. So states, depending on the state, right, the rules are different. How are you dealing with your franchisees on a state-to-state level regarding state mandates about we're closing, we're open, we're closed, we're open? <laughs> I know. it's it's. Let's flip the coin. Uh, and so what we do, and we've been doing it since day one of this pandemic, is to make sure that we are up to date on everything that the CDC and other government agencies have. It can change overnight. It could change in, in an hour. And we have a really great operations team and a really great team to make sure that we are communicating not only to the franchisees, but to the families. And also think about it. What if there's a test positive in that center, for example? What do you do? So what we've done is we've created procedures. And as you know, of course, as a veteran in franchising and those listening, in franchising, there are brand standards and there are procedures and there are manuals for everything. So we created procedures to ensure that if this is the scenario, this is your response. At the end of the day, it's, it's critical that the franchisee follows what the government states so that it's whatever the mandate in that state is. And now that we have online, we're able to service students, whether they can come on online or come into the center, we're able to help them. And if a family doesn't feel comfortable to go to a a learning center, they can still go online, which is great. Yeah, really wonderful. Um, But as a veteran system, right? So it's so great. Um, the innovation that you brought and, and how you transformed under these crazy conditions, it's, it's magnificent. And so it makes me think, it's kind of a loaded question, but do you think that if you, if, if you were just a business owner and didn't have a franchise to lean on, let alone you know the International Franchise Association who is giving out a lot of advice and help for franchise companies and franchisees, do you think that it would be easier if you just could make your own decisions without having to deal with a franchise outfit? Or do you think that the franchise outfit actually is an advantage? I think it's absolutely an advantage. And you just mentioned the International Franchise Association, which is a great organization, and they have lots of different webinars. And I recommend those who are listening to go on their website uh, and, and, and uh, see what, what's going on. I actually serve on the Women's Committee for the International Franchise Association. I, in franchising, as you know, the slogan, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And especially in a time of crisis, it's really important to have a system, to have a community, to make sure that best practices are being had, uh, that systems are, are being adhered to. And our goal as a franchisor is to protect and grow the system which means if there's a franchisee who has an urgent issue, they can speak to us and share what is that issue, how can we problem solve and resolve it. If it's not a franchise, if it's an individual owner, he or she is on their own. And we see what the rates are right now in terms of business closing and unemployment and all of that. So with franchising, you have a system and our job as the franchisor is to protect the system and that's what we do every single day 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Ann Huntington, who is the president of Huntington Learning Centers based in New Jersey. With um, how many units do you guys have um, operating these days? We have about 300 units in 42 states. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, and, and there's a lot of changes that were happening with the organization even before COVID, where you, um, one thing that I always loved about Huntington is that uh, the, the founders, uh, your parents, made a decision that they would not sell franchises within, you know, like the state of New Jersey or where, where they do regular business. They didn't want to compete with their franchisees. And then now we have some units that are available in the New York market, as an example. Um, well, what, what do you, what's your thinking with that? Why, why do you want to do that now? Really good question. So in uh, 2019, actually March 2019, the year before COVID, we strategically announced that we were going to be refranchising our company-owned location. At the time, we had uh, plus or minus 35 company centers in the New York metro. So New Jersey, New York, the, the boroughs, Long Island, um, uh, Westchester, Connecticut. Uh, it was a strategic decision as we go through generational transition. So Eileen and Ray are co-founders at work. I call them Eileen and Ray. Holidays, their mom and dad. As we transition from the founders to the second generation Huntington family, we're thinking strategically. And part of that is how can we ensure that we are able to scale, continue the mission, and have the best system there is. And we are the best. It's 77% higher in revenue than our closest competitor. And it's because we focus each and every day. So we made the decision to refranchise the company locations as part of generational transition. Uh, being a pure play franchisor enables us to focus on the overall system and it enables us to scale. Of course, as best practices within franchising, we will keep a, a test center to ensure that there are systems and processes. But we also have a lot of councils and different groups uh, that include franchisees who are testing the products. So we'll ensure to uh, keep that going and actually enhance that as we move forward. So it was a strategic decision. Back in the day, a few decades ago, we actually did that as well. So before we started franchising, so we were founded in 77, 1977. And by 1985, we had 18 centers, 18 locations, New York Metro, Philly. In 1985, we decided to start franchising. And we actually sold off the Philly, the Philly centers. So this isn't the first time we've done it. Uh, it's the first time in a long time. Uh, but the main, the main reason is as we go through generational transition. Awesome. So who makes a really good franchisee for you? Is it a, a teacher who's retiring? It's really a person who first likes kids. They have to, they have to enjoy children. It's someone who wants to follow a system uh, and understand what a system is. It's someone who's passionate about helping others and helping the community. And it's a business person. So it could be a retired teacher. It could be middle management. It could be an accountant. It could be a retired uh, veteran. Uh, it could be really uh, any person who qualifies uh, and who is interested in helping uh, make their community better and fulfill our vision, world-class student results and franchise profitability. What's uh, on the horizon in 2021 for Huntington? 
oh, the horizon is very, very bright. So this year, actually, when a lot of systems have been um, uh, really tightly securing their resources, we've been investing heavily in our infrastructure and uh, bringing us to that next gen. We launched a whole new online platform in a matter of weeks. Is it perfect? No, but does it work? Yes, and that's the key. So as we go into 2021 and beyond, we're gonna continue to invest heavily in our infrastructure, in our IT, marketing, expansion in terms of franchise development, and see how can we help more students get the best education possible and help small business pursue their dreams and do do well by doing good. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and, and you know, 2000, so we're in the, just finishing the uh, third quarter in 2020, I don't know if you know it, but we've had the most in this country applications for new businesses uh, than since 2004, which was the biggest year for business growth in, in, in history in the United States. So we're, we're pounding it and franchising is expanding um, just rapidly all over, all over the country. Um, are there any specific markets that are you, you're looking for franchisees right now? off the top of your head, you mean? Sure, if a, if a prospect is looking to uh, acquire a transfer, uh, some of our company locations are still available in the New York Metro. Uh, we have uh, locations all across the country uh, and we are looking in different areas in Florida, the Tampa market, uh, the Carolinas, uh, the Georgia, Atlanta, greater Atlanta, uh, also uh, Madison, Wisconsin area, uh, the Midwest, such as Sioux Falls, which is a booming area. Uh, so really a lot of different markets across this country need help uh, in terms of students. So we want to put Huntington's there. Uh, so if someone is interested in opening their own Huntington, I suggest they go to uh, huntingtonfranchise.com and uh, they can uh, set up a, a call with our Fran Dev department and we can help them through the discovery process. Absolutely. And so that's, um, say it again, what's the website? It's huntingtonfranchise.com. Huntingtonfranchise.com. And you'll find that on my website. There'll be all the data to get in touch with Anne and the company uh, at thefranchiseacademy.com. So thank you for that. So Anne, um, kind of to wrap it up, what is one myth about franchising that you could bust right here and right now? Let's bust the myth that you have to be an expert in whatever industry you want to go into. So if you want to open a gym, it doesn't mean that you have to bench however many pounds. If you want to open a Huntington, it doesn't mean that you need to have a whole lot of degrees. It means that you have to be willing and open to learning the system, following the system, and pursuing your passion. So I, I think that's a myth I'd like to bust. Yeah. That's a great one. So many people call me like, I'm an accountant, so I need I need an H&R Block franchise. I'm like, no, you don't. That's the last thing you need. Yeah, but um, that's a great franchise too. So you know, <laughs> we're all in this together. Franchising's a great community. Oh, it certainly is. But you don't need to be an expert. You could be a vegetarian and own a McDonald's. It doesn't matter. Fair because, you're, you know, as especially like in your system, the owners are CEOs and CFOs of their companies of their units they're not 
you know, so much in there teaching day in and day out. That's not, you know, you know, that's not what they do. You need good business owners to operate and follow mm -hmm. the system. Exactly. exactly. So, and I want to thank you so much for coming on the Franchise Academy again. This was great to have you. So um, hopefully I'll get to see you face to face at an IFA meeting uh, somewhere soon, sooner than later, I hope. And um, and send my regards to your uh, mom and dad, too. Will do. Thanks so much, Tom. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone there. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.